It's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh man, I love that guy. We'll put no more tears on the label. But it does make you cry. I know. Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the Melting Pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the Melting Pack. Here's your host, Pat Joplin. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show, the Melting Pack, here on the Next Level Network today. I am getting right to it. There's a lot to do, and this show is going to take me quite a bit of time to edit because, you know, when I have guests, yeah, it takes a while, but it works out well for you, better for you, to get a nice, clean audio file or whatever. The drawback is it takes me a long time to go through. But anyway, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's why this intro is going to be shorter, and hopefully the closing uh, remarks there will be as well. So Josh returned to the show today. We talked, of course, about the baseball playoffs. We did NFL. We did a whole bunch on a question that he posed uh, the last time he was here. Your favorite wrestling rivalry. There was a lot there. There's a lot of wrestling stuff today. So if you do not like wrestling or sports, this episode is not going to be for you. So I'll see you next time doing whatever it is that I'm going to do. We also got into a little bit of Among Us, and I talked about uh, my ongoing issue with the uh, repairs that need to be done and there we may have another uh, parking situation going on as well so we talked a little bit about that and also uh, Josh was eating during the show and I made fun of him for it even though uh, it didn't bother me at all all right so there you go so here is the pooper or something else and uh, let's get to me and Josh talking about wrestling and sports and some other stuff all right so Josh we got a lot to do today, and it's good, though, that it's only like two topics, so this show is going to be split among a massive wrestling question that you wanted to pose, and then some baseball, some football, and then you have a fun story at the end, so that's really, it's big stuff in the middle, like it's a very meaty sports and wrestling sandwich today. Yeah. How do you feel about that? It's basically like a big fat Reuben with extra pastrami and salami. <laughs> There you go. Well done. Well done. So, yes, that's what's coming today. Uh, the question on favorite wrestling rivalries, as Josh brought up the last time he was here. So I said, what the hell? Let's do that. And we got a lot of answers. It's a lot of reading. So if you don't like to hear about wrestling or me reading a lot of words, uh, this episode's not for you. So there you go. Now you know right off the top that uh, you can turn around and go home, as it were. Um, but I got a couple things I want to just mention before we dive in, I uh, I had to get my PC from work. So they told us a couple weeks ago that uh, we can't use our personal computers to work at home anymore. So we have to go to the office and get our work computers. And it was just, a, it was, all right, it's fine. Like the process was actually not that bad. I was expecting a lot worse because I work for, well, for who I work for, I was expecting more hoops to jump through, but it really wasn't that bad. And now... I have these two massive monitors sitting in front of me, and my monitor doesn't fit on my desk anymore. So it's uh, it's been an interesting couple of days. That's what I'll say. Sounds like a lot of hell. So I, so you don't drive. You take the bus and you take the subway. How did you get the computer home? Oh, my mom drove me. They oh, okay. told us explicitly that we could not bring it on the bus or on the subway or whatever. Because um, it's a lot. Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, okay, so, A, it's it's a lot to carry, like, just from there to where you live, taking public transit. And, two, uh, yeah, someone, you, what if you fell asleep and someone took all your stuff? You'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. 
because it's two monitors, both of which are bigger than the one that I have, um, a tower, keyboard, and mouse. And then they gave me a headset that did not fit my head because I have a massive adult head, and the uh, the headset seems to be made for a small child of some kind. And, uh, oh, a little Wi-Fi adapter to just plug into the back there. So uh, it's good. The setup took like less than an hour, which is uh, kind of probably a record for me. So that really worked out pretty well. So um, everything is okay for now. I have a new desk that is in pieces. I can't set it up yet. I'm waiting for the repair guy to come fix the uh, the issue in here that's been plaguing me for several months. And uh, yeah, he keeps saying he'll be here and he's not here yet. I don't know. Maybe he listens. You know, if he listens and he hears me calling him out indirectly, do your maybe job. that'll get him over here. I don't know. <laughs> Just do your job, repairman. <laughs> do your job mr repairman oh man uh but i did i texted him today i was like hey when you come fix the light whenever whatever it's like can you help me move my desk because i cannot carry it by myself so at least i let him know that i want to add a task to his workload <laughs> i mean you deserve that kind of compensation for him to basically help you move furniture i mean it's you are owed that i mean i didn't want to spring it on him I didn't want to be like, hey, by the way, while you're here, I need you to help me move several things. Can you do that? I didn't. Want, I wanted to just let him know, even though he's left me hanging uh, three times now with this. So, uh, what a. I don't know, man. But uh, it'll get done, and then once it's done, I'll be like, oh God, finally I can get this room set up, and then hopefully nothing else will go wrong. I don't know. Hopefully so, but this uh, this repair guy. Man, he sounds like a regular old, uh, I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> well, there you go. Regular old, there it is. I haven't eaten since like 10 a.m. this morning, so... Oh, come on, man. You could have done that before we did this. Yeah, well, I Bridget, Bridget's going to get Jersey Mike's, so I'm waiting waiting for him to come home, come home with that. Wow. See, here's the funny thing. You are closer to a Jersey Mike's than I am, which and is I am weird. much closer to New Jersey than you are. Wait, there. Wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me there there are no Jersey Mike's in New Jersey? No, no, I don't. I don't know about that. But uh, I am, you know, a few minutes from New Jersey, relatively speaking, and I don't have any Jersey Mike's close enough to be able to go get any. Oh, okay. I don't know why the uh, the positioning of you and adjacency to the uh, to the Jersey Mike's was different in my head. Again, I need to eat a sandwich. Yeah, the, actually, geographically, the closest Jersey Mike's is five miles away in New Jersey, and then the closest one in the city is further away than one in New Jersey. So there you go. I guess that does kind of make sense, though. Yeah, because of where I am and how the, I don't know, how states curve and whatnot. Yeah. Still, though, like, I, I'm not able to go and get Jersey Mike's. Like, I could go and get a cheesesteak or whatever. Oh, I don't know, it yeah. just seems weird that you can, thousands of miles away, and, uh, and I cannot. Well, we also drive. Like, there is that, too. That's true. But still, like, you're, I'm, I'm betting she's not driving, like, an hour. Oh, no, no, it's... It's approximately the same distance between us and our Jersey Mike's and you and the Jersey Mike's in New Jersey. It's about five miles, but, you know, the car cuts that down significantly. Sure. All right. Yeah, I don't have one, like, in my neighborhood or close by to my neighborhood. And I see commercials all the time. I thought that was weird. Like, I keep seeing... I talked about it several weeks ago, all these commercials for food places, and I go, oh, man, I'd like to get some of that, and I can't. Like, it's not close by. really bums me out. Do they deliver? Um, I don't know. To me, they might be a little too far. I wonder if they would take that into account. Like, no, nah, we're not delivering to Pennsylvania. We're in New Jersey when it's really like five miles away. I'd probably have to pay a lot of uh, delivery fees and upcharges and whatnot. You know, if they stuffed drugs in that sandwich, that would technically be a federal crime. <laughs> That's true. It would cross a state line. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> What is that, interstate drug trafficking and commerce or whatever? That's exactly what that is. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I know, where I, I know who I'm calling after this. Yeah, you better be careful. 
No, I'll walk to Wawa instead. It'll be great. Oh, yeah. There you go. It all works out in the end. Uh, you know, Josh, this morning, this is unrelated to sandwiches or anything of the sort, but I walked outside to put out my recycling and there was somebody parked behind my house. And I'm just looking I'm like, all right, never like we've been through this before, but I've never seen this guy. Like I've never seen this car. And I caught the guy before he uh, he left. I'm like, dude, just don't park here. I'm not trying to get into a whole thing with people because I just I don't have the energy. I just don't want to do it. Just don't park here. And I look on my door. I'm like, I swear there's no parking sign there. It's gone. I don't know when it was when it disappeared. But uh, yeah, I'm really bummed out about that. Is the car still there? Did they move? They moved. Yeah, he left oh, okay. this morning. Okay. And they took the no parking sign down. Maybe they did that because they're going to they're gonna try to position themselves to do it again in the future. I don't know. I mean, somebody did. Or, or you know, maybe just got blown off by the wind or something. But I don't know. It was, uh, it was there as of, I don't even remember when I last saw it. But I know I put it up there and uh, it's gone now. So I had to order a couple more. So is, is the back kind of, is it kind of like the same setup as like at your last place? Um, where I can't remember, did people park like out back where you lived or was it only out front? They did. They park, well, they, a little bit of both, but you could park out back. So what they did, um, for a lot of these houses, so we, we live on a one way street, so there's no parking hardly anywhere. So people do park behind their houses in the little alley back there, but the garages have been sealed off. And it was weird. Like these houses were built so you can just pull right into your garage and park your car. But for some reason, people decided to brick off their garages and give themselves an extra room or whatever. And so now everybody parks out back and it's a whole kind of whatever. And um, yeah, so people do park out back and occasionally people will park in, in our spot. And uh, yeah, last year we called the cops and the guy was like, yeah, it's your spot. You know, you do what you got to do. Call us back. We'll give him a ticket and then you can get him towed. I'm like, badass. Nice. PPD coming in clutch. That's right, but they did say uh, it's important to have those signs up, so I had to get a couple more, so I'm going to get those affixed, hopefully in the morning, and uh, be good to go. All right, way to go. I hope so. I don't want to have to deal with people in general. I'm like, this is not an emergency. I don't really feel like wasting city resources, but at the same time, like, you don't live here, don't park here. And if you do live there, be mindful of the other people that you got to live near. Pretty much, yeah. Just be a good neighbor. That's all. Like State Farm. Exactly. State Farm is there. Would they be able to help with that? Can they? <laughs> can I call Jake from State Farm? I don't know, unless if the car broke something. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, which that would actually probably be a call to the cops and Jake. Yeah. Oh, man, they'd both come out? That'd be a lot of fun. Man. The boys in blue <laughs> and the boys in red. Oh, all Crips and Bloods in the same space. Uh-oh. Gang fight. Oh, no. <laughs> Speaking of gang fights, uh, you turned me on to the game Among Us. Yeah. That's kind of a segue. Um, <laughs> I went for it. And, man, this game is really fun. How much are you hooked on that game right now? I love it. I play. Actually, I played the other day. Uh, I figured I had some time to kill before I had um, my Twitch stream, which I'll talk about in a second. Uh, so I got into one game. I just joined a lobby. I was the imposter, and the game was over very quickly. So I went over, and I took out one person, and then I sabotaged the oxygen tanks, and I guess nobody went to fix them because, like, 30 seconds later, the game was over. So, I, well, like, I jumped in, and the game was over in less than three minutes. I won. Bruiser, man. That's bruiser. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I was playing last night, and you ever been, like, happen to, like, walk up near a body and then decide you're going to do a task first, and then you finish the task and someone walks up, and then they see you and they think you did it, and then you get voted off for being the imposter when you're really not? That oh, happened. no. Yeah, that happened to me. Or they'll think that I'm faking tasks when I'm really, like, playing on my PC and, like, it goes much faster than me playing on the awkward mobile but yeah among us is man i'm addicted to that game so bad it's really fun we may have to play tomorrow all right just because it's so fun it is i had one i had a game recently where uh, <laughs> the guy just whoever or girl whoever the imposter was killed somebody in front of a person 
and the chat, you know, everybody goes into chat like, it was this guy, it was this guy. And the guy who did it was like, yeah, it was me. I thought I could get away with it. I <laughs> thought they wouldn't see me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when they're open and honest like that. And you're just like, oh, well, th- thanks for that, man. Just like, yeah, I did it. It's me. Vote me off. And somebody still skipped the vote. <laughs> what? No way. That's not. Yeah. No. I thought that was funny. Or better yet, if like if an imposter gets caught killing somebody, like they'll self-report and blame it on the person who caught them. And then the person <laughs> who got caught. <laughs> like, no, they were there when I walked up. They were just hanging out. Oh, man, that's funny. It is. That's the but thing. Yeah, Among Us is great. There's so much drama. It's it's lovely. Yeah, it's so good. Um, it's five bucks on Steam, I think. It's free on mobile if you want to play that way. And I don't know. But yeah, join us. Maybe tomorrow. Or I guess it'd be tonight for you if you listen when this goes out. Um, join us on the thing. It's really fun. On Saturday, October 10th. There you go. Thank you for putting in the time because I wasn't going to. <laughs> yeah just keep an eye out for the melting pat twitter and he'll uh he will give you the notification yeah twitter follow me on twitch join the stream on twitch i'll post the code in there discord if you want it's all the melting pat good branding over here there will be another plug at the end of the show yeah <laughs> i will i will not forget um all right oh boy did we jump in we've been here for a bit let's jump into the meat of the uh the sandwich here there's a lot Josh, this is a question that you brought up uh, whenever you were last year, a month ago, two months ago, and we I figured let's table it, let's bring you back, and man, we got a lot of answers to this one. Favorite wrestling rivalry. Josh, I'm going to let you go first since you brought this up and you, uh, you wanted to talk about this, so what is your favorite wrestling rivalry? Stone Cold versus The Rock slash Vince McMahon. The late 90s, early 2000s Attitude Era, that whole rivalry, that rivalry, that whole going back and forth, and for a while it was Stone Cold versus the Corporation, essentially, because of Rock and McMahon. I liked the whole anti-hero, like, rebel thing about it, because it's like, oh man, he's, t- he's, he's taking on the system, he's taking on the man, and he's taking on the man's right-hand man in the Rock, so, absolutely love that. The best matches, I'll never forget WrestleMania 15, I think, whenever uh, Stone Cold reclaimed the uh, reclaimed the title from The Rock, whenever uh, Mankind ran out after Earl Hebner got knocked out to replace as the ref. Incredible match, incredible rivalry, my absolute favorite. Are you eating right now? God damn it. Because we were talking about it, you were like, I haven't eaten since 10 a.m. Like, you could have eaten, and you're sitting there eating while you're trying. Like an amateur. (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry. Now, that had nothing to do with what you were talking about. I just, I had to know. I thought we were going to do, like, another take for a second. Like, nope, we're doing this again. No, no way, dude. It's too much work. All right, then. But, yeah, that's mine. uh, That's my favorite wrestling... (laughs) That's my favorite wrestling rivalry. Oh, man. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, that is a good pick. That's a great pick. I mean, that's one that uh, really it also came along at the right time because everybody was, I mean, that's wrestling was white hot. It was, you know, it was everything. So, yeah, that those two guys who were as charismatic as they come and all that, Yes. Uh, just coming in at yes. the right time with the right players, and it really it shot both of them to the moon, really. And see, and the thing about Sto- Stone Cold, he wasn't a heel at all, but he wasn't really a face either. He was like an anti-face. And that was at the time when they weren't really doing that yet. Like, it was clear-cut, here are your good guys, here are your bad guys. Yes. And they didn't really have, to my knowledge, a lot of kind of in-betweeners, but Stone Cold was the guy, and or the main guy anyway, who could do that, and he did it so well that he... And then The Rock ended up doing it well himself because his turn to babyface was basically he started insulting the crowd and they just started cheering for him. So it kind of worked the same way... Well, not the same way, but in a similar way for both of them to turn face and rise to the top where they just started crapping on everybody around them and people just liked it so much they cheered. Right. See? 
a lot of people now credit the Sopranos as being like the um, as being the pioneer in having a, a main character be not the actual hero, but being an anti-hero and maybe even being a little bit of a villain too. A lot of people credit the Sopranos for that because you know you got Game of Thrones, you got Breaking Bad, uh, Better Call Saul, but I'm gonna say Stone Cold was the first one to do it. Sopranos took their cue from wrestling. Well, I've never seen The Sopranos, so I will co-sign that Stone Cold did it first. Well, I was just being funny and, and hoping on the fact that you have seen The Sopranos, but yeah, it was just, yeah. There you go. Great story. <laughs> I know. Wow. wow. You nailed it. You knocked it out of the park on that one. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me, let's do, let me do mine, and then there are a bunch of others uh, that we have to go here. Kane versus The Undertaker is mine. So... Kane is my favorite wrestler ever. The first moment that I can remember seeing in wrestling is Kane's debut, the Hell in a Cell match. He came out and he ripped the door off the cell and the whole story of Paul Bearer saying, Undertaker, your brother's alive. And Undertaker's like, I'm not going to fight my brother. Screw you guys. Get out of here. And then here he comes, this massive dude with the mask and the long hair and the, he's covered head to toe and he's just he does the same moves as the Undertaker and Undertaker, he's like, I'm not going to fight him. I'm not going to fight him. It's not going to happen. And they finally did at WrestleMania, let me think here. Was it 14 or 15? I can't remember. But they had that first encounter. I was like, whoa, all right, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. And for me, it was. The two, they played off each other really well. And then, of course, they became a team. And then they go back and forth. And like everybody does kind of in wrestling at some point, you go yeah. back and forth between, you know, fighting with, fighting against. But, uh, yeah, just the whole story arc there, the whole dynamic the two of them had was absolutely wonderful. And, of course, the great Paul Bearer did uh, did some wonderful work in there as well. So, yeah, Kane and Undertaker, uh, my favorite rivalry. Uh, there are a lot of good choices here. But for me, I got to go uh, the nostalgia of my favorite dude going at it is uh, is right at the top for me. Tremendous rivalry, really. Is, is Paul Bearer still with us, by the way? He is not. Uh, rest in peace. I don't know when he passed, but rest in peace. Yeah, one of the best uh, managers ever. Like he he did his thing. He could just totally. go out there, and he had the manner. He had the whole oh yes, like he sounded so creepy, and it just worked so well. It really did. It reflected the Undertaker perfectly. He didn't have to talk a lot at the beginning, which I thought was perfect. Like here's this guy who's you know basically a wrestling zombie. And you don't want him to be cutting, you know, 20-minute promos every week. Here you go. Give him Paul Bearer, and he's really creepy, and it works out just so well. It was perfect. I'm probably going to watch some Paul Bearer promos whenever we wrap. As you should. It's Halloween anyway. Might as well. Yeah, we're getting to that time. You'll be able to find some stuff on YouTube. So oh, yeah. I wish you the best in watching your Paul Bearerisms. Oh, I love it. That's exciting. Uh, What's we right. got? We got, oh, we got a lot here. So nice. James Steele says... Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. And I could co-sign that as a great coming. You know, they start with DX. They're together. And then somebody gets too big for his bridges, as they say. And that kicks off kind of a blood feud. Because everybody knew, I think, at the time that they were actually friends in real life. And so seeing them together, seeing them go at it, there was always that something extra between them right because it's like oh you know they're friends but they can also make it seem like they really can't stand to be around each other and you see Shawn michaels well Shawn michaels both and hunter hearst helmsley like their charisma is just electric and they had a really really great way of playing it off of each other regardless of like whatever the storyline was you know like whenever they were with dx beautiful i wasn't watching wrestling too much whenever Triple H and Shawn Michaels like had you know had that blood feud, but I mean just knowing how they played off of each other in DX, like I can only imagine it was just as good whenever they were feuding too. Yeah, when Shawn Michaels came back from his injury in two thousand two, because he got hurt in like ninety eight ninety nine, and it was like oh man, he's never gonna be able to wrestle again. Yeah, and then yeah. Oh one oh two, he makes his way back, and I think he's he was better than ever for that like two year period at least. And that was the NWO came back and Triple H, uh, Sean was in the NWO and Triple H was like, nah, forget you, man. And they had some really great matches then too. Was that before he became commissioner? 
Or was that the same time? That was after. Okay. Oh, it was after. Okay. Yeah, he became commissioner because he got hurt and couldn't wrestle, but they wanted to keep him on TV. That's right. That's right. And then he made his way back to the ring in like 02. I always liked him as commissioner because you could tell that he always like he would low key side with Stone Cold. So I always loved that. Well, yeah, he would always try to somebody over just for fun. And it usually meant, you know, it was good for Stone Cold, which was good for the crowd. And that made everybody go nuts. And that made the story a lot better. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is fun. Who we got next? All right. Gertner says Hogan versus Savage. They had so many great matches together. And the Mega Powers exploding is the best long-term angle the company has ever done. I was not watching. That's a little before my time. But I am familiar with the Mega Powers and their uh, explosion, implosion, whatever you want to say. And I got to say, that is a great moment in history for sure. Could you elaborate on that a little bit for me? Because I know of Hogan and I you know, know of Macho Man and them being, you know, the feuding. But could you elaborate on the Mega Powers for me for a little bit? I don't know that. All right, you know what? I'm going to cut all that out. I don't know. I can't explain it to you. Okay. That's what we have the internet for nowadays, so it's all good. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but I, yeah, I do, I'm familiar with the uh, the Mega Powers breaking up, so I will put that in a great moment. Sorry, Gertner, to let you down, but uh, I wasn't watching wrestling at the time. Ooh, tough start. Here we go. No, we got a good one coming up. We got a good one. Don't you worry. Uh, Seth says, Hogan... And NWO versus Sting. Sting coming down with the bat and clearing house was incredible. Throwing that middle finger in their face but refusing to join them forever. Then the swerve when he finally did join up. That one I will for sure co-sign because that feud with Hogan and Sting, that that was a year, basically. Yeah. That they were trying to recruit Sting and he was crow Sting, so he didn't speak a word, which was great. Mm-hmm. Coming from the rafters and the creepy theme song and the, the bat big and it jacket. was just Oh, yeah, the big jacket. Everything was great. And then, I mean, the match they had at Starcade 98, I believe, was a stinker, which is disappointing. But um, then that whole thing was like, wow, what a great story. And then he joins him anyway, <laughs> which was I thought was actually kind of funny. Wasn't Sting with the NWO Wolfpack? Because this was during the Hollywood Hogan days, right? That's right. Okay. Because I want to say, yeah, Sting was with the Wolfpack for a little bit. I can't remember, Phil, again, the, the, I'm hazy on this one. I mean, I watched WCW a little bit, you know, when it, during the Monday Night Wars, but I lean more towards the WWF. Uh, so, yeah, I can't remember if this was, like, because he was with the Wolfpack for a little bit. I can't remember if that was before or after or during. And so, again, someone's pulling their hair out right now, like, oh, my God, why don't you know this? <laughs> To be fair, we could have done a little legwork on this. I could have anyway. Um, <laughs> but I figured we, I, know, I don't know, we could bounce off each other. And if not, we just move on. Yeah. Like we're going to do now. Uh, nice all right, so segue. I know a little bit about this one. Drave says, I really enjoyed Lawler and Brett. Lawler was absolutely hilarious. And all I can tell you about this one, sorry, Drave, to let you down here. But uh, they had a kiss my foot match, Law, uh, Jerry the King, Lawler, and Bret Hart. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Jerry the King Lawler cutting promos on anybody was absolutely hilarious in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s. Actually, most of his career, but especially late 80s, early 90s. And, yeah, kiss my foot match and I'll never, I'll never bow to you, King. I'll never bow to you or whatever (laughs) he said. I just wanted to do Bret Hart again. But uh, there you go. Nice. Very nice. I feel good about that Bret Hart. What do you think? I did, too. I really did. (laughs) And the segue into that one was very, it was, it was tremendous. Oh, I did my best. I did all I could. Speaking of doing our best. And your best you did. I did. The best one that we've mentioned so far, probably. Well, according to you, it was your favorite too. Smelly Meatball, one of our favorites. Austin Rock is my all-time favorite. What I enjoyed most about it was how it started off in the mid-card when both were rising as potential big stars at the same time, and it carried over to their time on top during the Attitude Era. That start in the mid-card helped cement Rock as being a key rival of Austin and turning their longtime feud into one of the big defining feuds of the era. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes to that. That is such a good analysis and explanation of that rivalry. Like, I was was all ham-fisted, like, yeah, it was badass, blah, blah, blah. I mean, (laughs) Sweaty Meatball brought it, though. Because he's absolutely right, because... 
Rock was able to springboard his acting and just overall celebrity career off of just being so charismatic. Do you think that if The Rock didn't have Stone Cold Steve Austin, do you think The Rock would be where he is now? Because those two made each other better. I'm trying to think of who else you could put in that spot. Because The Rock was going to get over no matter what. The Rock was a star no matter who you put him with. But I don't know that he reaches that same level. All right, the only guy I think you could really put with him and you couldn't at the time because of his injury was Shawn Michaels. But that's it. And that's not to say that The Rock won't won't be successful at all. I just mean, do you think it would be to the level that it is now? You know, he's an international star. I think he would have gotten there to be, you know, big man movie star mm-hmm. um, regardless. But I really think, like, the, the feud with Austin really helped out because that's when wrestling was the mainstream. People were actually paying attention and and knew who he was and all that. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean to discredit any WCW guys who I didn't even think of as to who could have, like, if, say if someone had jumped ship, um, who could have feuded with The Rock and really Do you think Goldberg could have done it? With him? Um, no, because Goldberg wasn't the same kind of guy. He was like the quiet tank, you know? He would just go in, spear you, jackhammer you, and call it a day. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, you're it right. It would not have worked the same way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't even think of any WCW guys who could have really been with him. But, you know, if anybody thinks of one, let me know. Uh, but as far as those two together, uh, I think that's a, as they say, lightning in a bottle. Yes. I think that's like that's a once in a lifetime kind of thing. And you just have to have the right people with the right, you know, stories in place and whatnot. And that's how it worked out. But I do think The Rock would have uh, would still be the guy that mm-hmm. he is today. I just think it would have taken Maybe a little bit more of a push without Austin. Okay, yeah, you said what I was trying to say but couldn't figure out. The rivalry gave them the boost. Yeah, great pick. Smelly Meatball, thank you very much. We basically got into Austin Rock twice. Great breakdown. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. MAG says longevity is key when deciding something like this. So clearly Hornswoggle versus Chavo Guerrero. There you go. We got a fun one in there. I don't have much to say because I don't know both of those <laughs> names. I'm very sorry. They feuded over the cruiserweight. Hornswoggle is uh, three feet tall. Oh, That's true. What? That's true. And I believe they feuded over the cruiserweight championship, and then they were feuding later when they brought ECW back. It was a whole thing. Oh, wow. But yeah, longevity uh, goes along, goes a, a, plays a part in this. <laughs> yeah. I do, uh, whenever we finish, I do have an honorable mention. And it's not that it was a tremendous great rivalry. It was just a lot of fun and briefly lived. But we'll get to that whenever we, whenever we get to the end of the uh, official list. All right. So there, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch here. My, our buddy Derek T. Lewis says, Flair versus Steamboat. And this was before my time. So I asked him to explain this to me. And uh, yeah, he went in. So thank you, good sir. They had three matches for the world title. The first match was the Chi-Town Rumble in 89 in February, in which Steamboat won the title. The second was Clash of Champions at the Superdome in April 89, same day as WrestleMania 5. In a two out of three falls match, Steamboat retained. And the third match was WrestleWar 89 in May in Nashville when Flair won the title back and became champion for the sixth time. And that kick-started Flair's babyface run and had that great feud with Terry Funk. So... There you go. I mean, I've seen, I think, one of those matches. Um, I do want to go back and watch them all just so I can get a feel for how uh, how it really was. But, I mean, Flair Steamboat are fantastic, so you can't go wrong. Again, like, I know Ric Flair. I'm vaguely no Steamboat. But, again, that was, I was, I was four when that, no, I was 89. I was three when that happened. Two going on three. <laughs> so, yeah, a uh, little unfamiliar to me, but I'm still liking these breakdowns so much. Yeah. Wrestling has a lore to it. There is lore to wrestling. There is a history to wrestling. It's just always been fascinating to me. Kind of like how baseball and hockey have a lore. For some reason, I still can't, like, football lore doesn't catch on with me that well. Um, but I don't know. That's, that's another conversation for another day. All right. There you go. Uh, let's see. Dave says, Jimmy Superfly Snooker and Rowdy Roddy Piper. And I know a little bit about this. This is the, uh, basically Piper's Pit. And the coconut to the head, and they had some great matches as well. And uh, I, fun fact, 
I met Jimmy Snuka many years ago at the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. He was very nice to me. He said hello to me. He always asked me every day how, how I was enjoying myself or you having a good time. And I heard from one of the other wrestlers. He's like, oh, I saw you talking to Jimmy. Uh, sometimes he's off in his own world, but occasionally, or he's off in his own world, but occasionally he'll come out and join ours. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's what it looks like to me. Not bad. Not bad. I don't have anything to add on that one. I wish I did. But I mean, Roddy Piper, fantastic. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, the Piper's Pit, the Coconut, is one of the most famous moments in uh, WWE history. So, uh, I mean, a lot of people are familiar with that without knowing the whole story, like me. But, uh, yeah, so thank you, Dave, for that. Um, a classic. That's like me with the Montreal screw job. Like, I always refresh myself on what the Montreal screw job is, but I always forget. I always have to read and remind myself because it was a little. Like, that was a little bit pre-attitude era, era, I think, so I, I always, yeah, you know, I always have to, I always have to read about it again when I think about it, like, oh yeah, that's what it was. Well, the screw job is kind of what started Vince McMahon as an on-screen character, so that was kind of the beginning of the attitude era, if you really think about it. Too big to get into today. It that's, is. Uh, yeah. We could do a whole episode on that alone, but. That's a dense soup right there. Yeah. That, it's a lot. Uh, we got another one for Austin Rock. Ben says Austin versus Rock for certain, unless we're talking the invasion storyline, which uh, I do plan to do a full episode on that one day. But yeah, that was kind of uh, the invasion got kind of weird when uh, after Vince bought, bought WCW and then ECW joined up and that was a whole kind of a weird thing. Um, but yeah, uh, basically another vote for Austin Rock. Awesome. Tremendous. So you made a good pick, I would say. <laughs> Thanks. See, that's really the only wrestling rivalry that I have a reference point for, like a good, solid, vivid memory of. I just got lucky. I really did. I got lucky. Well done. We all appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Jen says Jericho versus Malenko. Forget the black and white versus red and black. It was all about the 1,004 holds of Jericho. I can get on board with that. Oh, nice. Are you familiar with that at all? I am not. All right, so Jared, uh, D. Malenko was the was known as the man of a thousand holds, and so they were. Uh, he was feuding with Jericho, probably I think over the cruiserweight title, and Jericho came out and cut a promo one time and on on Nitro, and he's like, "Oh, forget this, the man of a thousand holds. I'm the man of a thousand and four holds." And he had this massive, uh, you know, scroll of paper, and he's like, "Hold number one, <laughs> arm bar. Number two, arm drag." And he just kept going down this list, and they cut the commercial, and they would come back, and he's like, hold number 742, and he just kept going. It is hilarious, and I encourage everyone to, you know what, I'm going to find the video and put it in the show notes, because I think everybody needs to see it, because it's very fun. Do it. Oh my god, do it. Yeah. Oh man, great pick. Thank you, Jen. Uh, Joel says, uh, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart was as real as it got. It came through in their matches and here oh. we go back to the screw job real quick okay um yeah because they did not like each other and the whole thing was they were um, in that super famous iron man match right yes um yeah so yeah brett and sean it was very uh very personal they from what i understand didn't like each other and um you know sean didn't want to play ball and then brett didn't want to play ball and that it was game a whole thing and again, the screw job, uh, too much to get into right now. But yeah, it was a, it was a mess, and there are plenty of documentaries and whatnot that have been done on it. So go check one of those out, and you'll you'll be fine. Yeah, and I just looked it up. It was Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 12 in '96 when Shawn won the title, the Boyhood Dream. That's what. Yeah, wow. made, Vince made that call. WrestleMania 12, the Boyhood Dream has come true for Shawn Michaels. That's an incredible memory. I felt better about my Bret Hart impression than my Vince, but oh well. Hey, it worked. At least I hope I'm right on that. I think that was the right <laughs> event. Anyway, there you go. Now we know. Uh, let's see. Our buddy Zach from uh, TFD Nerdcast, he wrote me a long one because I was not familiar with this feud at all. But he said Sting and Ric Flair. And I was like, I need to know about this because I don't because uh, I didn't. And he said Flair was on top of the world when Sting was becoming the franchise of WCW. So naturally, 
Flair was the gateway for him to become a megastar and world champion. They had tons of great matches. There was a period where Sting joined the Horsemen and they turned face, but it was all just to keep Sting from facing Flair. Then there was this shadowy figure from Sting's past calling himself the Black Scorpion. They used magic tricks and had him steal Sting fans from the crowd and make them disappear. This sounds amazing. It does. <laughs> Sting fought a bunch of Black Scorpions, and every time he'd win and unmask them, the real one would appear and be like, nope, not me. So then at Starcade, Sting got the Scorpion in a steel cage, and by the end, the horsemen had stormed the ring, and Sting's boys, the Steiners, came to help him. As the show was going off the air, Sting ripped off the mask, and it was revealed to be Ric Flair messing with him all along. Wow. It was actually really... <laughs> yeah. That it was, was a actually ride. really lame. Hold on, there's a little more. Oh, okay. Uh, it was actually really lame and originally not supposed to be Flair, but I loved it. Sting and Flair was also the final match ever on Nitro because of their storied rivalry in WCW. So there you go. Thank you, Zach, for explaining. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it does. I mean, and that's a... That sounds like a cornerstone rivalry. I know there's no such things, but like... The last Monday Nitro, they're like, you know what, Ric Flair, Sting, have at it. Do your thing. Play us out. What the hell does that mean, play us out? In the show, Ric Flair said. <laughs> then he said he was going to write it and do it live. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There you go. There I'm you go. So we'll so do it live. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, man, I was going to try a Ric Flair impression there, but it was not going to work out. Woo! I thought better of it. Uh, Jesus, let's see. I didn't. I pulled my head away from the mic for that one. <laughs> we all appreciate that, especially me who has to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got two more, and then your honorable mention, and then, uh, Mom, you can rejoin the show. Oh, no, wait, there's football after this, so sorry. Uh says scott steiner versus ddp legit heat steiner Ooh. talked trash about ddp and especially kimberly on the mic during nitro i don't even think they were in a feud at the time that sounds like scott steiner uh they had a backstage fight all accounts have steiner <laughs> kicking ddp's ass led to an on-screen feud and i think steiner went over clean maybe vincent helped a little vincent good reference it wasn't a long feud frankly steiner versus everyone would be a good feud um oh sorry a little bit more uh a lot of steiner harassing kim during nitro girl spots if i remember correctly and a lot of not so subtle innuendo spewed by the big bad booty daddy there you go my favorite part of your reading of that is whenever um you mentioned that there was no feud but then uh steiner started talking trash and then you said yeah that sounds like steiner <laughs> it does if you've ever seen scott steiner <laughs> yes. cutting a promo he just, he just goes like, whatever's going on in his head is just going to come out. And, you know, it might relate to what's going on on TV. It might not. <laughs> because I think we've all seen the Scott Steiner does math promo, too. And it, it, that matches perfectly. I watched that promo live when it was on TV. Did you really? Yeah, we were watching. It was TNA Impact in like 08. And we were watching it, and Jill and I looked at each other like, what the f*** is going on here? But then we're like, well, that's Scott Steiner, and I believe he does have a math degree from uh, Michigan. So, I mean, it worked out. It worked out. It, well, if he has a math degree, maybe he was right. He probably was, and it was hilarious, and uh, I love Scott Steiner. <laughs> he is fantastic. And yeah, I can buy that. Like, they're not in a feud, but he just wants to talk on somebody and that starts a feud oh big papa pump <laughs> holla if you hear me love it my neighbors have to be so mad right now i'm just yelling to the void oh god my bad there you go i think i covered it hey you're good you're good <laughs> fantastic and bill says our last one bone saw versus the human spider Bonesaw is ready. There you go. That's in case I can't find the clip. I did it myself. Okay, yeah. I don't know that one either. I wish I, I, wish I knew. Spider-Man. What? Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire. The first Spider-Man with oh, him. Oh, okay. It was a movie reference. 
Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I get it now. Good one, Bill. Oh, man. I'm glad you came to that one. I'm glad you figured that out. Yeah. Whenever he was wearing the sweatsuit with the marker on it that looked like spider webs and he had the hole cut out of the hoodie or or out of the out of the beanie or whatever he had over his head. Yeah, and he's like, oh, they can't even get my name right. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, that one took me a second. Yeah, so that is uh, that's what we have. Thank you, everybody, for weighing in. Uh, sorry for all the reading out loud, but uh, you brought it on yourselves. So, Josh, you had an honorable mention, right? I guess it could be an honorable mention. It's a. Uh, it was whenever mankind and the Rock had their little beef, but they eventually came together to form the Rock and Sock connection. And the Rock hated every minute of it, but they kept yes, winning. Yes, he did. But it worked. It was over. They were winning. <laughs> it worked, and the Rock hated every second. He did. He did. <laughs> but they were so fun together. It was hilarious. It was like, I think that was, maybe that was the thing that The Rock did to show that, you know, you know, he can, he can expose himself and like take a, take a less than serious situation like a trooper. You know, he was a good sport for that one. The character. Sorry, I'm just checking to make sure I didn't miss any. I think I'm good. Let me see. I swear there was one that I didn't get to, but that's fine. If I, all right, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it if i missed you my bad or you probably picked more than one and i didn't feel like picking one from your list so there you go because i did ask for one but anyway that's the wrestling we made it we did the thing oh boy that was a lot but it was a lot of fun it was i had a blast going down <laughs> it was basically a walk down memory lane for me pretty much and uh, i learned how much i don't know about old wrestling see it's the lore man there's there storylines under storylines. It's a lot of fun. I love it. All right, we're gonna do baseball or football first. I'll leave it up to you. Let's go with uh, let's go with football. All right, I'm not gonna do try to have you have you do the jingle because uh, doing that when you can't see each other is really difficult. So we're not. I'll I'll put it in right here. And we'll do money. Well, it's not the Monday night game, but for week five in the NFL, we have the Colts at the Browns. And uh, full disclosure, I was originally going to pick the Bills Titans game for this week because both of them are kind of on a roll. But uh, COVID got a hold of the Titans because apparently they were not following the rules. Nah. And so that's a bummer. Um, so we had to go with the Colts and the Browns. I don't know how these teams are three and one. I really don't because Phillip Rivers, um, he's not great. I mean, the Colts don't have their running back Marlon Mack. The Browns don't have Nick Chubb. The Browns do have Baker Mayfield, who is, I, I'm not sure which Baker Mayfield is going to show up here. I really don't know. And I was going to ask, because I haven't watched a whole lot of Browns games, but I was going to ask, like, is Baker Mayfield even that great so far? Or is he just, like, kind of middling? Or is he awful? I don't know. I feel like he's not where he should be at this point. Like, he was really, well, I mean, he was really hyped up coming in. So I was like, yeah, this kid Baker Mayfield. And he was okay. For, he was good for a little while. And now he kind of came back to earth. And it's like, oh, yeah, he plays for the Browns. So, of course, he's going to be mediocre. But like the last, I think last week he had, I don't know, like 150 yards or something, and he just didn't look good at all. Ew. But apparently it doesn't matter because they're still three and one, which makes no sense to me. Yeah, that's that's weird. It's really weird. Like I'm in a pick'em league where it's it's not fantasy. We don't have players. We just pick winners for each game each week. And every time I pick Cleveland, or like just about every time I pick Cleveland to lose, they always win. I'm like, what the fuck? No, this should, this should be a gimme. I guess there's always the the Giants. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, also, I just learned that T.Y. Hilton, his first name is Eugene. So, huh. I don't know if anybody else didn't know that like me, but if you didn't, there you go. You learned something. T.Y. Hilton's old. He's 30. Oh, why do I feel like he's been playing longer than what I... Th I don't know. I mean, he's been around since 2012. Maybe that's why. Maybe because I know so little about NFL football. Like, whenever I hear somebody, I automatically think they've already been in the league for like six years. I don't know. Well, he's been in the league eight years. So, 
Well, I mean, six years at the time that, you know, I would have heard of him. Let's just say I heard oh. of him like maybe seven years ago. I would assume he's already been in there and I just compile that in my head. Like, oh, man, he's been in the league for 13 years, man. He's been for a while. He's old. He's still doing it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what old to you for is for an athlete, but I didn't think it was 30. Jeez. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know he was 30. I thought he was maybe <laughs> like 36 or 37. Wow. So there you go. Yeah. I don't know. Bet the farm on T.Y. Hilton. I don't know. I'll be honest, this was a last-minute replacement for the game, so I didn't do a lot of research, but uh, it's weird seeing Phillip Rivers on another team. It is. In fact, whenever you said Phillip Rivers Colts, I'm like, when did he leave the Chargers? When they left to L.A., when they left San Diego. Oh, see? Again. Yeah, he's like, nah, I'm good. I'll take my uh, eight or nine kids to Indianapolis. (laughs) They'll appreciate me more there in Indiana. I don't know. How do you how do you convince your family to move from San Diego to Indy? I don't know. You just tell them, hey, so Indiana's great because nine kids, that's the median for the amount of kids that people oh have my in Indiana. God. <laughs> like we're average in Indiana. There you go. Cost of living is cheaper though. I have to I will uh concede that point. So that works. He's yeah. a millionaire, he's fine. Yeah, he'll he'll be okay. I hope he's creating a nest egg to send all those kids to college. Or send them all to do something. Jeez. Join the military something. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Oh, my gosh. Good for them, I say. Um, I don't know who's going to win this game. I, it really depends, I guess, which versions of Philip Rivers and Baker Mayfield show up to play. Yeah. Because if you get the Philip Rivers who's just dinking and dunking, but then he ends up with 320 yards, that can be a win. If you get the Baker Mayfield who is like missing throws and he's, you know, he's got 50 yards at halftime, it's like ugh, long day for the Browns. Yeah, it'll be a well, it sounds like it'll be an interesting one, that'll to say the least. It'll be a slobber knocker for sure. Yeah, as old uh as old JR would say. Yeah, there it is, old Jim <laughs> Ross. Oh man, I don't know what's going on with the NFL after this week. I don't should they pause for 2 weeks and get everybody tested and and retested and cleaned up and whatnot. I don't know what's going to happen, but for now, we're just going to keep switching games if we have to. See, whenever we were, when I was on the show last time, we were talking, I knew I was going to be afraid of what the NFL was going to try to roll out with it and what was going to happen. I knew it. I knew it, knew it. Yeah, and what happened is that uh, they didn't want a bubble. Nobody wanted a bubble. They were just like, well, let's try this and we'll see if it works. And guess what? It's not working. It's not working. So who knows? We may not have NFL games of the week for a couple weeks, so we could have uh, a bunch of bottom barrel games coming up. I have no idea what's going to happen, but uh, for week five, we pivoted. I'm going to blame Rob Manfred for that. Uh, You know what? I will, too. Great segue. Let's do baseball playoffs. Uh, I'm a little bummed out. Yeah. In the AL especially. Oh, yes. um, Because your Houston Astros. Nope. They advanced. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Nope. We're going to just go on, move on, all right? Yeah, the Astros are there, and uh, but actually the game game five, Rays-Yankees, is on right now as we're recording, and the score is I don't know what it is. I can have it for you in a second. Look at me looking up stuff while I'm doing the show. one nothing Yankees, bottom four. It's over by the time you hear this, but Josh, that's for you. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so... This is the Devils ALCS is what it is. If it's Houston, New York, that's the Devils ALCS. Yeah, kind of. A little bit. Oh, God. I prefer Houston Rays. I mean, obviously, for obvious reasons, but um, I don't know. The Rays are kind of more fun for me. I can see that. I don't watch a whole lot of Rays baseball, but they've been kind of middling to bad over the past few years and consistently have one of the lowest attendances of, uh, of any team. Um, but yeah, if the Rays make it, that'll that'll be good. That'll be good for them. I'll be happy for it. I mean, the way Houston's playing right now, you'd swear that someone was in the stands shining a mirror telling them what sign was coming. I'm telling you. <laughs> They're like, the trash can's got noticed too much. We need to try, We need to switch up our tactics. We need to do something that's quiet but visual. We'll wait and see what John Boy turns out with the Houston Astros if they win this year. Yeah, who knows? Oh, could you imagine? Oh, my God. Just like the, oh, my God. Because one of them, I forget, Correa or Valtuve or somebody, he's like, oh, well, what are they going to say now? We're here. We're winning. What are they going to say now? I'm like, all right, buddy. 
calm down. Okay, so relax. You had a losing record and you made the playoffs of sheer luck or whatever. Just calm down. If You know what? If Houston wins the World Series this year, that's two asterisks that they have for both of their World Series wins. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say that. It's just like, uh, I know we've talked about it before, but it's not just that they cheated and got caught and all that. Like, that's bad enough. They were so brash about it. They were exactly. so they, cocky. They turned around and, and were just such jerks about the whole thing. I'm like, just own it. Yes, we did a thing. We got caught. Yeah, sorry. We ruined the game, whatever. No, there are like five guys throwing fires under the bus. Well, he was there too. And I'm like, all right, you guys are who cares? I know. All right, let's go to the National League. Jesus, yeah. let's get some more pep in our step here. There it is. Let's um, go. All right, this is a good one. I, I actually yeah. like this one. I'm a little bummed out the Marlins' uh, postseason series winning streak is over. Um, they were fun. Somehow they made it to the playoffs. Also, somehow the Braves made the playoffs with their rotation being just wrecked by injuries, and here they are. They shut out the Reds twice. They shut out the Marlins twice, I think, as well. And they're just crushing it. And, I, I mean, Acuna is fantastic and will make my Phillies fandom uh, the stuff of nightmares like Fred McGriff used to do. And it's just, uh, he's great. He's fun to watch. He's like, they hit me because they can't get me out. I'm like, that's that's perfect. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, whatever happens, I am going to be pulling for the NL. I am pulling for the NL this year. Atlanta, I know you hate it, but I feel like you would understand if it was a Houston, New York ALCS, because one of those two monsters are going to, like, if it's them, one of those two <laughs> monsters are going to the World Series. There's no avoiding that. So, yeah, it's it's basically like the election. It's basically like a presidential election. Oh, you got to You got to take one that stinks the least. <laughs> We didn't even talk about that. I'm not oh, even talking man. about 2020. I'm talking about yeah. every election for the past 60 years. I'm just talking yeah. general. And we're going to move from <laughs> that because I don't want to open up that little can of worms. <laughs> yeah. And then the Dodgers look like world beaters. Like they're just crushing everybody. And I've, I got a feeling that they can roll here and just steamroll their way to the World Series. But at the same time, Atlanta, somehow they are in it all the time i know so that nlcs is going to be a lot of fun that's it what is. i mean to say yeah now i'm definitely looking forward to it i don't even know if i want to watch any of the alcs if tampa <laughs> bay is not in it i'm not gonna lie it's just gonna annoy me and anger me because <laughs> it's it's just it's all the bad people you know getting rewarded for doing things that they're paid to do but nobody wants to see them do well <laughs> So there you go. Oh, man. So so go Dodgers. I guess that's go the Dodgers. consensus here. <laughs> yeah. All this to say, go Dodgers. You all right over there? Yeah. I'm getting distracted <laughs> by my family. Like, they keep, like, talking to me while I'm trying to listen to you. So it's like <laughs> I have to pull up one side of my headphones and let them whisper and, like, listen to you at the same time. And so I'm just like, what? The? And now Bridget's, like, clapping her hands, getting the dog all stoked to, like, come talk to me. So... Yeah, I, I, this is what I live with. I try to do a thing that requires focus, and they just they just force themselves in. That's what I signed up for, though, I guess. You sure did. You sure did. Fantastic. All right, well, luckily for everybody, uh, we're at the end of the show. We made it. We did all the things. Somehow we got through a lot of the stuff. This was fun. It was, and we worked through me eating a sandwich and getting <laughs> distracted by my wife and kid. Dog. So and the dog too. Um, I, th I you know what? I'm gonna call this one a success considering the circumstances that I have put you through tonight. Yeah, well, I had to read out loud. You had to listen to that, so uh, that would have been that must have been a little rough. But yeah, uh, but we that all... was that was part of the show though. Like that yeah. was that was pre-planned and or that was intentional. <laughs> Me, I'm just ravaging this episode like a madman because I'm you know again talking in a you know talking into a mic with a mouthful of. Jersey Mike's like an amateur and not being able to control my family. Oh, man. Nevertheless, we persisted. <laughs> we did. We did the thing. We are strong. Um, yeah. So more me after this. Here's a sound effect. Josh, thank you so much for coming. Hey, I thank you for having me on. Look forward to the next time.
I know we had another story planned, but we've been here long enough, and I don't feel like doing any more editing. So yeah. we'll table it for next time. Catch some college football this weekend, too, if you happen to... This is for you and the listeners. Catch some college football this weekend <laughs> if you happen to get a chance. Yeah, watch a couple quarters. Right. It's fun. I will do my best. I will see who's on, and we'll try to, I don't know, try to follow what's happening. Sounds good. I like it. It's going to be great. All right. Uh, again, more me right after this. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thanks, man. And there you have it. That's it. We made it. We made it through the whole thing. My thanks again to Josh for joining me, to everyone who weighed in on the uh, the wrestling rivalries, and uh, anybody who's played Among Us with us, because it's been really fun, uh, even when people are jerks. Anyway, um, okay, so I realized that I forgot to mention the Twitch stream that I uh, made a reference to back there. So on Thursday, I did a stream of Troll Hunters, Defenders of Arcadia, and I had with me via Discord, via the Magic of the Internet box, Charlie Saxton, my dear friend, who is in Troll Hunters. He is Toby, and uh, we decided, hey, let's do this. Let's. Well, I decided. I asked him. He said, sure. So we talked about the game. We talked about the show. He scolded me for not being caught up on the show. Uh, we talked about all kinds of other stuff. So if you uh, have some time to kill and you want to check that out, twitch.tv slash themelticpat or uh, it is at themelticpat.com. I put it up on YouTube because I think Twitch, they go away after two weeks or something. Um, so you can check that out at your leisure if you'd like. And um, yeah, there you go. That is it. That's all the stuff. I am. Uh, I think I'm good. I got a lot of recording to do this weekend because, uh, well... November is National Podcast Post Month. I don't know if this made the show or not, but um, yeah, National Podcast Post Month. And our fearless leader, Ben Beck, brought the idea to us and said, hey, if you want to do it, 30 episodes in 30 days. And old Pat has decided to do it. So that's going to be a lot of work going forward. Yee, it's a lot of me. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Or it's a disaster. And if that's the case, uh, it was Ben's idea. So there you go. All right. So that is in the future. Next week, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, for now, though, I am done. The NextLevelNetwork.com. All of our stuff is there. Follow us on Facebook as well at The Next Level Network. And uh, of course, TFT Nerdcast, Weldarks Behind Podcast Zero, Panels the Pixels, The Spotlight. Dana DiLorenzo, I believe, made her return recently. Um, oh, I forgot what Paul did. I was going to write down what everybody else did. I don't know why uh, the Spotlight episode sticks out in my brain right now, but. It's been a heck of a week, so there you go. Um, yes, is, is that all the stuff? I hope so. I'm everywhere at the Melting Pat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and .com. And um, yes, you can leave a voicemail or send a text with your comments, questions, concerns, observations, and corrections. 209-867-7638 or uh, drop me a line. TMPFanMail, gmail.com. There you go. We did the thing. This has been an eight boiling production. So until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. G Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. And that, my friends, is our show. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. That is all. I'm done. I did all the stuff. You've been inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. Gotta get a cold beverage, I need some leverage A sweaty ass as a lemonade will be nice Of a bite from the top to a BK Got a back or a drink, but cross Got the bait on the front porch, yeah, I got some icing If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me Summertime is steaming, don't give me no bugs Glass some ice and a dash of a mess, martini time Yeah, yeah, feeling cold and bring your own beverage It's me, so it's cold, I like cold beverage, yeah From the fat and real good sounding Chocolate egg cream, yo, on to the cherry grounds And caught a chill by all shoes in my ride Wobbles to the right, they got beverage Inside of me, a hot coffee and fill it up with ice What a man, it's like it's rain Please fix me a large slice Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old Yeah, I have a beverage, it's rain, so it's cold Cold, 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 cold Something from the bar? Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah I like cold beverage, yeah I'm feeling kind of boring. Sticking in the fridge, sticking in the fridge.
get in the fridge, to get in the fridge, to get in the fridge, to get in the fridge. Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. What? Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. Yo, where I'm fishing? Let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs and a big bag of ice. And you look at the bite, but the brew tastes nice. nice. Back to the ball. So very jack of reason I collide. Need a whole lot of them food drinks to catch me up. I must tell you, I'm the Kool-Aid kid. When you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge. Cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kind of thirsty. Yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah.